You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in to another edition of Curb and Long. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer here. Ryan Horvath over there. Bet MGM tonight, weeknights. Make sure to check out him and Trista Crick there. And, of course, me, 1250 AM, the fan, doing my interviews each and every day. You can check those out. Jacob Morley, the interview I did last night after the Packers loss. Uh, and uh, some very interesting conversation there. You can check out at 1250amthefan.com on your Odyssey app as well. Curtin Long, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Got a Bucks podcast with Nathan Marzian, Tuesdays and Thursdays as well. So you can check that out too. The Buc- Packers uh, come up on the losing end. We had Jeff Rieger on from 97 won the ticket uh, last week. And uh, he was laughing at us, thinking that they could possibly, you know, lose to the Lions. I apologized on Twitter for a prediction of a blowout of the Packers over the Lions. Uh, and Ryan laughed at me when I made the prediction, like, how could you possibly? Well, it was a historically bad defense, the Detroit Lions. It was one of the worst defenses we've ever seen. And the Packers were shut out in the first half. Couldn't score a point with a guy that's won multiple MVPs, been to a Super Bowl, considered one of the greatest of all time in Aaron Rodgers. And the man's throwing interceptions I don't know what's wrong. You're the president of the fan club, Aaron Rodgers fan club. You tell us what is wrong with your boy, 12, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Horvath. I didn't necessarily laugh that you predicted the Packers to win because they should have won. That's a one-win football team coached by Dan Campbell. I laugh because I think, I believe that you predicted that they were going to explode for 40-plus points. Yes. Yes. I just haven't seen anything from this offense that led me to believe that that was possible. And, uh, you know, you watched that game yesterday – I woke up this morning, man. I couldn't get out of bed. And this usually happens after a loss. But because I stared up at the ceiling, I went back. I did watch the game on Game Pass. It was tough. Had right. to do it though, for the podcast, for podcast sake. But um, I couldn't get out of bed, man. And I literally just laid there for an hour because I thought that that was a nightmare. Like, doesn't that seem like that was all a dream? Like it was this huge nightmare where you drive the ball down the field, you get into the red zone. You have the ball first and goal and the play call. I, I just, what a nightmare. And the play calling yesterday was horrendous. You go back and you could say, all right, it was the right play call. I mean, all Rogers has to do is get the ball to David Bakhtiari. That works out. Maybe that gives them a yep. little spark. 
their tackle catches a touchdown pass. But here's the thing, right? And I know Aaron Jones wasn't really going anywhere yesterday, and A.J. Dillon couldn't get anything going on the ground. But what are you doing? When you are struggling this way right now offensively, averaging 16 points per game, what are you doing dialing up trick plays for your tackle who can't stay on the field for four quarters? Once again, David Bakhtiari not even out there in the second half until that final drive. And you're dialing up plays for David Bakhtiari and not Aaron Jones or not A.J. Dillon. Do that cute crap when you're up 21-7. to But Ryan, wasn't that the red flag of all red flags? Even if the trick play wasn't for Bakhtiari, say it was some other goofy trick play at the goal line, you had to come up with a trick play to score against one of the historically worst defenses of our time in the Detroit Lions. You couldn't come up with just a basic standard run play to get into the end zone. You couldn't come up with anything other than that dang thing. To me, that was the red flag of what the rest of the day was going to look like. When you go reaching into that bag to try and score, I mean, this isn't, you know, the Bears and Packers and giving it to Refrigerator Perry to go running into the end zone to embarrass the Packers on Monday Night Football because it's this huge rivalry. That's not what that was. They weren't trying to embarrass the Lions. They are trying to figure out how to score points. And that's the best they could come up with, apparently, at that time. Right. And the only thing I'm saying about the play call right there is – and we don't know if Rogers checked out of something and he goes with that one himself. You don't no, 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 hell no. And there better not be any option of an audible for him to trick play into a David Bakhtiari so, throw. That better not even ever come up again. So, that was so what it LaFleur, was. So Lafleur calls that play, and everybody on Twitter is defending it. And you know, yesterday was a big Rogers rip fest, which rightfully so. I'm not here to defend Aaron Rodgers' play. He was awful. The only thing I will say, I see people on social media. You know, saying maybe he's dogging it. He's getting paid $50 million or whatever it is regardless, right? But, I mean, he was out there trying to make plays with his legs. He's embarrassed. He doesn't want to look like crap. I just think, man, I mean, you see it on these deep balls. I think I think he's lost a little bit. And I think at this stage of his career, like look at Tom Brady. And I know Tom Brady has the game-winning drive yesterday. Yes. Tom Brady and does. Rodgers had that opportunity. He had the same opportunity as Brady and couldn't make it happen. Yeah, but at this stage, man, like he needs he needs his offensive line has been shaky at best. Look at the skill position players, right? Christian Watson can't stay on the field and he's a rookie. Romeo Dobbs couldn't stay on the field yesterday. He's injured now. He's a rookie. Alan Lazard's playing with one arm. I know you tried to deal a first-round pick for DJ Moore, which you watched that game yesterday, and it makes that sound absolutely nuts because this team, like you said, is not just a wide receiver away. Correct. They're about eight to nine pieces away, maybe a new defensive coordinator away. It's just everything was a mess yesterday, and you got too cute. And Rodgers played probably the worst game of his career. He doesn't have a whole lot of help. At 38 years old, he needs help. He needs a Mike Evans. He needs a Chris Godwin. And right now, he doesn't have that. I thought the defense balled out yesterday. I thought they played their asses off. The problem is this is just the team every year, you know, and you're seeing it with the Rams as well. Like every year, there's just this team that just has awful luck and yesterday shows that this team has awful luck because it seems like a nightmare because they should have went up in that game 21 nothing Aaron Rodgers red zone turnovers three interceptions in one game against a terrible defense a rookie defensive back who was what a fourth or fifth round pick picks him off twice man it's not like that's Darius Slay picking him off twice yesterday was the worst game of his career he didn't get much help except for on the defensive side of the ball. The play calling was terrible. LaFleur was bad. Joe Barry was bad. I just, uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, this team is dead, but. Um, okay, I'm hold on a second. Hold on. Let, let, let's rewind a second. Let's yeah. go back to you said a defensive coordinator away. Then, as you continued to talk, you said, oh, defense balled out, man. 
So this is the thing. Joe Barry. But hold on. But he was a defensive coordinator. He, he should get credit. Now listen. It's all that because they went against Jared Goff in the oh, Lions. One second. Jared Goff in the Lions. Look at their offensive numbers and look at your Packers offensive numbers. Tell me which offensive numbers look much better this year. Their offense has been way better than the Packers offense has been to this year. Regardless of who they've played, they've put up a ton of points. And this game here, they did not put up a ton of points. Regardless of what y'all think of Joe Barry and all that, like you said, and you're right, that defense played well enough to win that football game. That should have been more than enough to win that football game. As far as the quarterback goes, 12. Okay. Scott Toure, again, what, yard? Yard and a half deeper? That's a touchdown. Now, is that, well, his arm strength's going away. Nah. I mean, he flicked the ball like 60 yards the other, the other week. So, he no. still got it. Do you want, I, I, I'm just going to go with Sam. Keep saying what I've been saying. Chemistry. Like, they're still not on the same page. This dude has just got into football games here a couple of weeks ago. So they're still trying to figure each other out. He's trying to figure out the speed of, you know, where he is versus when he throws the ball. I think there's something to that as well. And now Dobbs hurt, right? So now he's going to be out a while probably. Watson, are we surprised? Got took two plays. So he's out again. So we don't know if he'll play next week. And, and now you've got Toure, who all of a sudden – you know, might be his new favorite wide receiver at this point because there's no Randall Cobb out there. Lazard had a moment where I think Rodgers was losing his mind when he dropped the ball that he should have had. Uh, and then Lazard redeems himself later. But this Packers team, as we currently sit right now, is minus Aaron Jones, minus Romeo Dobbs, minus Watson. You really don't know if Bakhtiari is playing and how much he's actually playing throughout the course of the day. And furthermore, he's on the bike riding the exercise bike yeah okay so did he have a hamstring injury like was he trying to get his hamstrings loosened up because if you've got a knee knee injury if if it's your knee do you want your knee bent and i mean i'm not a doctor i'm just saying like that and then you're all of a sudden now able to play the last series and you were able to play the whole i have lots of questions that i don't understand about that whole thing but then what happens conditioning i don't know then his replacement is a rookie Zach Tom has to come in and play. I don't think he was horrible, but so now you got to put him in there and the line changes again. And now chemistry changes again. Running goes down at one point in that game and you got to deal with that. It was one thing after another. Rashawn Gary, torn ACL, it looks like possibly. I mean, not your best pass rusher. That's going to be a problem for the defense. You're already playing without Devondre Campbell out there. Quay Walker's trying the best he can as a rookie, but I, I, I... didn't think there was any chance they were going to lose the lines, right? None, none, not at any point. Even at halftime of that game, I'm on Twitter and I'm going, hey, man, no big deal. This team can't close games. No yeah. big deal. You're down, you know, eight points. No problem. They'll end up winning this game. Lions can't close. Then your Hall of Fame quarterback gets the ball. Last drive. Here you go, big boy. Here's your chance to win a close one against a crappy defense. Go do it. Make your players better. Be the guy that we're paying $50 million to. And guess what? He sucked. And he couldn't finish. He couldn't finish. And to to his point, he took it. After the game, said, hey, made some bad throws, whatever. So he took it. Now, Pat McAfee tomorrow, that'll be fun. We'll see how that all plays out tomorrow. Because as much as you want to gloss your guy because he's made your radio show in Rodgers with McAfee, I mean, you got to be honest, too. I mean, he killed you. And now what's looming? What's next? You're running a five-game losing streak. Five games? And who's next? 
McCarthy and the Cowboys? Oh my God. Oh my God. Come on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm surprised you're not more angry. I, I'm kind of shocked. What do you mean? I am angry. I, I, I just... I you're kind of, I'm, you're kind I'm angry, of just but I'm just in shock. I mean, like I said, yesterday was an absolute nightmare where they should have been up in that game. And you could have said that against the Giants, right? They have a beautiful first half, completely fall apart in the second half. Against the Jets, right? They couldn't close on drives. This team, they're just – here's the thing, right? Like, everybody's been calling for aggression for Matt LaFleur and the Packers for the last three years, but instead they've won 13 games. You know why they won 13 games? Look how many one-score games they won. Yes. I want to say last year, what, they were 7-1, and 7-2. and two. Also, look at the luck that they had. Look at the backup quarterbacks they faced last year, right? Yes. They got the Baltimore Ravens. You don't go against Lamar Jackson. You go against Tyler Huntley. You know, look at the backup quarterbacks that they got to go against last year. The problem is this year – They're the team with the terrible luck. They're the team with the red zone turnovers. They're the team that hasn't led the league in takeaways. They're the team that can't stay healthy on the defensive side of the ball. Your best player, Rashawn Gary, six sacks on the season, just tore his ACL. Worst part about that, you're not going anywhere, but we're nine weeks into the season. So now when the hell does he come back next year? Is he ever going to look the same? Because I know everybody just thinks, you know, now you come back from a torn ACL, but David Bakhtiari can't. I don't know what the hell's going on there, man. Play calling yesterday drove me insane. You know, you're Right. Today's not the day to rip Joe Barry, but still Joe Barry should not be the defensive coordinator of this team. Yesterday was not his fault, but it's just, it's just, this is a team, man, that nothing has went right. Terrible injury luck now, terrible turnover luck, and you're not winning those one score games. And that's what's so crazy about the NFL. Who the hell thought the Jets, the Giants, any of these teams, the Jets yesterday, they just beat the Buffalo Bills yesterday. There's so much parody in the NFL. The problem is right now the Packers are, if you look at some of these metrics the last five weeks of the season, they're the worst team in the league. They might not win another game. They couldn't beat the one-win Detroit Lions. Now, like you said, you get the Cowboys. I think they beat the Cowboys because I think we're going to get Rodgers and LaFleur's best effort because they're going to want to beat McCarthy. Especially oh, no. Listen, this, this is my thing. They And I told you this last week, I'm pretty sure on one of these current long broad podcasts, that they were going to go into this game and they were going to try and throw it and throw it and throw it to get that passing offense in sync, get their confidence back up because they hadn't been able to throw it all that well. The Lions are horrible, so that's what they came in. The the plan was we're going to let Rodgers wing it, throw over 350, get three scores. These young receivers are going to have good days. They're going to feel confident going to the Cowboys game. We're going to use this as a catalyst to change our season. And that's exactly what did not happen. Then when you attempted to run the football, you weren't able to get the running game going either at that point. And this whole thing was self-destructing. 
The Green Bay Packers, last two times they finished in last place in the division, 1988 and Mike Sherman's last year in 2005. Yeah, oh, God. Now, hold on a second. I got something for you. If Matt LaFleur was setting records, going 13 wins, 13 wins, 13 wins, he's got to be setting a record going 13 wins, 13 wins, 13 wins, three. I mean, there's there's got to be something there. Like, how do you go from being a dominant team in the NFC to being the last place in your division and possibly having a top five to top ten pick in the NFL draft? Are you telling me that one player, one player, Devontae Adams, is the reason why this offense was as good as it was? The Devontae Adams, he was the MVP of this offense and not 12 after all this time. We gave Rodgers all this credit for so long, but really it was Devontae Adams? Is that what we we're learning? I think like you're going to laugh at this. Devontae Adams, obviously the biggest loss as you watch it yesterday, even in a losing effort. That's crazy though, because that trade ruined two seasons. It ruined the Raiders who trade away for a 30-year-old wide receiver. Now their future's screwed because they gave up those picks. Although, man, those picks were Quay Walker. Uh, but, like, you look at it, man, and yesterday, 10 receptions, two touchdowns. It's not just the he loss of Devontae Adams. Right. He had one catch in the second half. Well, I know. All but, those numbers were in the first half. In the second half, Devontae Adams was a ghost. He was well, not right. there in the second half. No, I, I'm with you, but, I mean, that doesn't happen if he's in Green Bay playing with Rodgers. Also, yeah. you, you lose MVS, who so I don't know if you watched that game for the Chiefs I did. last night. I don't think he makes his first catch in that game until the third quarter, but you still have to game plan. The Packers don't have anybody that could take the top off a of defense. I know that's so cliche and people are sick of hearing it, but, like, they're rolling out the dust of Sammy Watkins. Yesterday yeah. with the game on the line, Rodgers is targeting Sammy Watkins. Torrey's a great story. He's a great story when it's Thursday night football and three receivers receivers are down due to injury and somebody catches COVID last minute and he's a great you can't be relying on him in the fourth quarter of games right now he's probably their best wide receiver by default because Alan Lazard who is an NFL receiver but he's a three at best is playing with one arm you know so say what you want about Rodgers this is not the best version of Aaron Rodgers it's only gonna get worse you know what this reminds me of man it reminds me of the Saints the Saints would have really good teams then they'd have some bad injury luck the defense wouldn't be able to carry him. Breeze got a little bit older. They had some bad seasons. Then, you know, they spent all that money and they had a shot at getting to another Super Bowl. I think the Packers' run, unfortunately, is over, though, because even if Rodgers comes back next year, look at this roster. Yeah. Now, when the hell's Rashawn Gary coming back? Everybody has regressed. Nobody's gotten any better. You still have to pay David Bakhtiari unless you're going to cut him. You don't even know what the hell's going to cut him. Full four quarters. Mm-hmm. Everything has just turned into this huge mess. And uh, it's not going to get any better, I don't think, anytime soon. The okay, only thing I can see positive happening is beating the Cowboys, maybe. No chance. Uh, let's now move on to the next question, which is about the, all of these injuries. Now, this is again from Rob Domofsky yesterday after the game. Packers must be out of walking boots and crutches. Aaron Jones left in a, bo- in a boot. Romeo Dobbs, right foot in a boot plus crutches. Eric Stokes, right foot in a boot plus strokes. And then Rashawn Gary on the crutch list. And according to reports earlier today, they believe that's a torn ACL. So, again, how do you think or anybody think if those dudes are out for any amount of time, that they're going to win any of those games. Who? How? How are you going to win without your best pass catcher, your best running back, your best young wide receiver, and a starting a starting cornerback in Stokes? How? Well, and they looked- have no depth at cornerback. They have no depth behind the first three. They have none. I'm thinking Aaron Jones that they got some good news. I think he's probably going to be able to play. On the defensive side of the ball – 
I don't have an answer to that question because I think they're screwed, especially when you look at the team that's coming in because what does this defense struggle to do? They're fine against the pass, right? Even against the Bills, they held their own. But they can't stop the run. And now comes Dallas. And this would have been nice five weeks ago before, you know, the Dak injury. And I know Dak's back now, but you know what they figured out when Dak got hurt? Oh, Tony Pollard is actually running back number one, Uh not Zeke. You could still use Zeke. Zeke's still solid. He could give you four or five yards per carry, those tough runs. He's the power back now. Tony Pollard is going to destroy this defense. And now you're without your best pass rusher. The one bright spot other than Jair has been Obviously, Rashawn Gary, he's done for the year. That's just devastating. I feel like we haven't heard Kenny Clark's name in a long, long time, and he's eaten double teams. He's got no help on the defensive line. I don't know how to answer that question. I don't think they could overcome these injuries. And that's they cannot. The season. And I think that's just going to continue. They're going to continue to pile up. I'm not calling anybody out, but usually you see a 3-6, and 3-7 and seven football team. Guys start to go down. You start losing football games. You start thinking vacation early. You yep. find out who's going to quit on this team. So right. I think they're only going to get worse. We've seen this. This what this happens with bad teams all the time. Look at the Saints right now. Michael Thomas done for the year. I don't know the last time we saw Jarvis Landry. This is what happens in the league, man. Guys aren't going to gut it out and play at 50%, 60% for a three-win football team, and I don't blame them. See, and that's that's the thing, right? So now again, we come back to LaFleur, and I can't believe we're having this conversation. I mean, Frank Reich just got fired oh, by the Colts. Yeah. Okay, Frank Reich gets fired by the Colts. Frank Reich has had a different starting quarterback every year that he was there. Like, every year he's had a different quarterback. And you make the move for Matt Ryan, then you bench Matt Ryan because he has a shoulder injury. You don't say he's out for a couple weeks. You say he's done for the year. You go to the young kid from Texas, and the young kid from Texas you bring in. You claim you bring him in because he's more mobile. Do you know how many design runs of any kind they did last week? Like, zero. They didn't do anything against the Patriots to utilize his mobility. They just fired the offensive coordinator last week, and now Wright gets fired today. There, I'm not going to say there's no way Matt LaFleur gets fired, but yeah, yeah. I didn't think Paul Chris was going to get fired either, and that stunned the hell out of me. And LaFleur doesn't deserve to be fired, but at the same point, like you're looking around going, okay, so how do we fix it? Can we fix it? And if you're Mark Murphy, same thing. Like, Goody. Matt LaFleur, what happened? What's wrong? Why isn't this working? I mean, do they both look at each other and go, go talk to 12? I mean, is that the conversation piece that you're going to have? Because 12 ain't going anywhere. He's here next year. You have him next year. He's not walking away from almost $60 million next year. And then I see on Twitter, well, maybe he'll retire. That's a $44 million cap hit I looked up. If he walks away, it's $44 million you eat on your cap next year. Nobody should want him to walk away. Nobody. I don't care if you're Jordan Love's family member. You do not want Aaron Rodgers to retire at this point. You you know, let him play, and hopefully it's better next year with an offseason that, cross your fingers, he may show up at OTAs for to work on chemistry with his receivers. Maybe now he understands the importance of being on the same page with these guys and putting in the extra work now this offseason so you are better next year. Because if you think they're going to go out and sign OBJ to a five-year deal to come play here, you're out of your ever-loving mind. Like The best chance you have now is getting a wide receiver or two in the draft. But that's it too. So let's say you're five. You better not pass on a franchise quarterback at five. I'll tell you right now, if Stroud is looking you in the eye at five or something, you better not say, oh, no, we got Jordan Love. We're good. Like, that better not happen. I, I I will lose my mind if that happens. Let them battle it out. Let them figure it out in camp or whatever if need be. So 
then everybody's going to be upset because why don't you take a wide receiver for the aging quarterback for one more year? Or take the wide receiver for Jordan Love in his future when a majority of you don't even want Jordan Love on this football team. I'm a little fired up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No, those are all actually tremendous points because if this team only wins three football games, that's going to be a top five pick. And if you have a top five pick in this year's draft, anybody but Will Levis, I continue to say, man. But if I know, you know, Bryce Young, they're talking about how he's not big enough. I watched that guy make plays. That's not even a great Alabama team. And I know they're coming off a loss this week, so bad example. But he is just a video game. C.J. Stroud, I think he's probably going to be the first quarterback taken. But, I mean, Hendon Hooker, who I know Tennessee lost this week. But there's just going to be guys that are available. And if you have it, I mean, there's going to be some solid wide receivers. This is going to be a deep draft. You're going to have uh, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, obviously. But if you have a franchise quarterback, you have no choice but to go franchise quarterback for Matt LaFleur, who you know you're not going to fire. He's not going to be fired because you haven't had the chance to evaluate Jordan Love. He's going to be 26 years old, man. You know, you see the deals these quarterbacks are taking right now. So what is he going to – that's the thing. You have to go with – that's why this whole thing is a mess, though, and I don't understand what the game plan is here moving forward because you have this aging quarterback who – Gudikins had this whole thing planned out, right? He takes his franchise quarterback in the draft. Rodgers is going to walk away in a year or two. And instead, they bring back Aaron Rodgers and they pay him all this money but he's throwing the ball to Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers. And, you know, you hope to be this running football team that wins with defense and everything is falling apart. So now you kind of have to rebuild on the fly, but with an aging quarterback. So what are we going to do? What are they going to do? Draft Jackson Smith and the Jigba and hope that he's just Jamar Chase year one. Yeah, there's probably a 50-50 shot that he's a Pro Bowler year one, but there's also a shot that he's Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs. Right. It's gonna take a you know, it's gonna take some time to learn. And then what? You retire and it's another five, six win season. So I think if you're Brian Gudikins, you almost have to be thinking rebuild. And I mean, if you lose to Dallas, I think you have to evaluate Jordan Love this year because you're not gonna mm-hmm. have the opportunity to do so next year. Cause like you said, Rodgers isn't going anywhere. I don't want him to go anywhere because you'd have to pay $45 million. Instead, you're gonna have to hope to surround him with more weapons. Right. But OBJ is not coming to Green Bay. And I saw Jay Glazer said yesterday he's been cleared by the end of the week. He is not coming to play for a three and six Green Bay Packer football team in cold weather 
he's going to San Francisco. He's probably going to go to Buffalo, and now they've lost a couple games, so now it looks like they need him. He's not coming to Green Bay. I don't know who you're signing in the offseason. So this whole thing is a mess. I almost feel like it's time to rebuild, but they can't do so because, like you said, they've committed to Aaron Rodgers for another year. If you go and listen to that interview uh, that Jacob Morley and I did at the fan website or uh, on the Odyssey app, we kind of get into this a little bit because he brought up what you brought up last week. Ah, enough. Like, if this is how it's going to be, play Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers has to sit. And I told him the same thing I told you. I laughed and said that's not happening. But Morley came up with a good suggestion. He said, how about this? His thumbs hurt. Just say, hey, I can't play with the thumb pain anymore. I'm out. I'm done. You know, good luck to Jordan Love, but I'm, I'm going to focus on getting my thumb better for next year. He takes off the last three or four weeks of the year, goes to sit on a beach somewhere, whatever he's going to do, gets out of the locker room, and then Jordan Love gets his chance for three or four weeks to kind of go out there and do something. Now, God only knows what wide receivers he'll have left to play with by that point with all these injuries, uh, but then at least you get three or four games at the end of the year to kind of see what he does. But you cannot, you cannot, and they will not just bench that dude. But I don't care. They will not. That's how you do it, though. You just shut them down for the season. We've seen this before. We've seen this with aging quarterbacks. And, yeah, then, hey, I'm focused on getting healthy for next season. We'll give it one more run. And then let's say Jordan Love balls out, wins a couple games. You try to trade away Aaron Rodgers. I, I also laugh when I see people on social media say, well, who the hell is going to want him? A lot of teams are still going to want him. You don't think Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco will take him? They don't know what the hell they have in Trey Lance. You know, Indianapolis. You'll have to make it work with the cap. Yeah, Indianapolis, they love their aging quarterbacks, although now I think they might, you know, especially now that Frank's gone, maybe it's time to just draft and evaluate some Well, but I mean, they're like, the, they're, they're, they're in a situation now too where lose out and go get Stroud at the top of the draft or Levis or whoever. Now they can get off that quarterback carousel in Indy and finally get a young franchise quarterback to build with going forward, which is what they should have done years ago. And instead they're trying to win and just make the playoffs and see what happens with Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan and all these guys, they were trying to avoid going through the, the losing of a young quarterback. That's what they were trying to do. Now they're stuck. Now they're going to have to go through, I don't know if it's a rebuild or whatever you want to call it, but they're going to have to go through it. And the Packers, maybe this is a blessing. Maybe this is how you get your third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. Maybe this is how it happens. Listen, if the Spurs don't suck that one year and get lucky in the lottery, they don't get Tim Duncan if David Robinson doesn't get hurt that year. But they got lucky. Robinson got hurt. They were awful. Then they fell in backwards to the Duncan pick. And got them, and they won how many championships after that? Maybe all this craziness, by the, by the grace of God, lines up for the Packers to get their third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. And maybe that's how this all plays out. Like the Colts, man, and I know you don't want to hear that today, and I nope. know that it didn't work out in the long run, but Andrew Luck, they didn't do a good job protecting him, but there was your franchise quarterback. And Andrew well, nobody Luck saw him retiring. Bad, nobody bad retires team. that early either. Bad teams, to the, bad teams to the playoffs and took a beating while doing yep. so. But they had to move on from Peyton Manning. That doesn't happen if Peyton Manning doesn't get injured and doesn't have to leave the country right. to have neck surgery. So I'm with you, but that's the thing. You just shut Rodgers down because the one thing I don't want to do is the Derek Jeter, Kobe Bryant going away party with yeah. Aaron Rodgers. And I love Aaron Rodgers, but that sets your franchise back 
And you have some guys on this team still. I know there's not a whole lot of talent on this team, even though you've had first-round draft picks the last five, six years you spent on the defensive side of the ball. But you still have a top corner in Jair Alexander. When he comes back, you still have Rashawn Gary. You know, you still have Kenny Clark. Make of that what you will right now. You still have Eric Stokes if he's going to be any good. You know what I mean? You still have Elton Jenkins. So there are still guys on this team. I don't think that you have to go full rebuild, but I think, I think, I, I, I just think, I think they might okay. be in trouble, man, because they're stuck in the middle. Like, what do you do here, right? I'll like, tell you something else. If you're going to go into this and thinking, okay, we're going to get our franchise quarterback, that that's going to be one play, right? And we're going to start building for the future while Rodgers comes back. Do you trade Aaron Jones? Because with his contract situation the next two years, it's not pretty for the Packers. So there's going to have to be a restructure or something in order for this to happen. I love Kylan Hill prior to him getting hurt. Now, we'll get to see a little bit more of him. Now, Aaron Jones, they're saying the test came back negative. They think he might play this week. But Kylan Hill looked pretty good prior to getting hurt. You know what you have in A.J. Dillon. You just need a guy that's opposite of Dillon, which Hill can be in that situation. And maybe Jones gets you a first-round pick. I think he could get you a first-round pick. And maybe it's a decent first-round pick. Let me ask you this really quickly before I answer that, right? Do you think that there's any shot that if they commit to this offseason, right? Because I don't even know what they're going to be able to do. That's the problem. Is David Bakhtiari going to be David Bakhtiari? What's Elton Jenkins going to look like? Right. When's John Gary coming back? But do you think they're just a couple pieces away from competing for a Super Bowl next year? Because if the answer is yes, you don't trade away Aaron Jones. But the, if the answer is no, you trade him away. Look what the Carolina Panthers did, man. They're not going full rebuild. They didn't trade away Brian Burns, even though they got offered two first-round picks. They didn't trade away DJ Moore, even though Brian Gutekinds offered away a first-round pick. But they did trade away their 26-year-old running back, even though he's freaking awesome, and he's Christian McCaffrey. And I love Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones isn't throwing 50-yard touchdowns right. and catching 80 balls a year. So... Yeah, I think you do trade away Aaron Jones if you think, hey, man, I mean, we're, we're not just a wide receiver two away. Because I think they have some holes on the defensive side of the ball. I don't necessarily love Darnell Savage. You know, I think that they're probably a couple pass rushers away. I think they're going to need some help on the defensive line. So that's what it comes down to. Do you think that they have a legit shot? Do you think this year is just a fluke season, bad injuries, and they could reevaluate and come back next year with a better wide receiver room? Because I don't know about that anymore, man, because I would love to say, ah, maybe you could get a DJ Moore or a Jackson Smith and the Jigba in the draft. But I don't know because they can't stop the run on the defensive side of the ball. They're still getting punts and kicks blocked. You know what I mean? Like, this is just a bad football so, team. I don't know if they're just brand – you know, I don't know if they're just OBJ away. So that that's the thing, right? So if and when we get to the end of the season, it feels like it's going to take forever now. But <laughs> yes. when, we, when we get to the end of the season – isn't the conversation in one room, it's LaFleur, it's Goody, it's Russ Ball, it's Murphy, and it's Rodgers, right? And they just pepper Rodgers with questions and let Rodgers just kind of free flow with what he thinks the issues are and what he wants to see change differently and where he thinks there's upgrades and all that stuff. And then after you hear what Rodgers thinks needs to upgrades, he walks out and you just turn around, look at each other. He's got 10 things. We can't fix 10 things in one offseason. There's yeah. no way. Like, his number one thing is he wants – uh, a veteran wide receiver, whatever else, right? Okay, we'll give him a veteran wide receiver. The draft, we're going to start trying to figure out what we're going to do after this, dude, because we got to figure this out. Now, if Rodgers comes in and says, I think we're three players away. I think we need an impact safety. I think I need a, a real number one wide receiver to throw the football to, and I think we need uh, one more better defensive lineman or whatever it is that he comes up with, right? Those are the three things he says they need, and they can look around the room comfortably and go, we can do that. All right. 
We're not, if he's right, we're not that far away. Let's try and go for it one more time. But that's really what it's going to come down to. Those front office guys and Rodgers all on the same page of how close really are they and can it really be accomplished in one offseason? I got to say one thing to that because it's so easy, but at the end of the day, man, does Rodgers realize, like yesterday, for example, and I would love to have that conversation, like what do you need, man? Because I know this offseason we failed you. We didn't know we were going to have to trade away Devontae Adams. They tried to use the franchise tag, which they hadn't used since, what, Ryan Pickett in 2012? They actually used the franchise tag mm-hmm. on Devontae Adams. They tried to get a deal done last year, right? They couldn't get it done. So, hey, man, like yesterday, for example, you're bitching. You throw one of the worst balls I've ever seen in NFL history to David Bakhtiari, who can't complete a a full game, our tackle, right? We're calling plays for David Bakhtiari. I'm going to get pissed and throw this computer against the wall. <laughs> We're calling plays for David Bakhtiari, right? And then you're on the sidelines, MF and everybody screaming. What are you bitching about? You it had to be himself. Ball? It Who had to be you? himself. He I had know, to yell I at himself. A couple times yesterday. Who are you mad at? But here's the other thing, man. The Packers have made offers before. They made an offer to Allen Robinson before he turned into whatever this is. He chose to go play in Chicago with Mitchell Trubisky, right? They've tried to make these deals. They offered, I'm the first to rip Brian Gutekinds. They offered a first round pick for DJ Moore. I love DJ Moore. I don't know that he's worth the first round pick, not for this roster, but they tried to give Rodgers one more shot, right? It, nobody chooses to come live in Green Bay. Like, look at the free agents they got a couple years back. Yes, you, you, you signed Zadarius Smith because he had to prove something. He didn't really. He had a nice season in Baltimore, wanted to get himself paid. Preston Smith was trying to get himself paid. And then they had monster years, made more money, but they weren't household names yet. OBJ is not coming to Green Bay, right? Um, None of these guys are coming to Green Bay. You know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins doesn't want to live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. They all want to live in Los Angeles. These guys want to live in New York. Nobody's choosing to come play with Aaron Rodgers the way that they choose to go play with Tom Brady. Julio Jones, that's a bad example. He's washed, but he wants to go play with Brady. Mike Evans wants to play with Brady. Chris Godwin wants to play with Tom. uh, Rob Gronkowski, he don't even like football. He had a great gig where he could just party. He was in the WWE. He was on Fox. He gave all that up to go play one more year with Tom Brady and win another Super Bowl. Nobody's choosing to do that with Aaron Rodgers. So maybe that's the problem. Hey, man, we love you, but, like, nobody wants to come play here. Is yep. it you mad at Like, Devontae didn't want to come. Devontae is in Las Vegas right now on a two-win football team catching footballs from Derek Carr, who is awful. You know why? Because he wanted to go live in Las Vegas. He didn't even want to play with Rodgers anymore. A guy that made him a Hall of Famer. So what does that say about Rodgers? So I don't know if you could just fix it this offseason. And if you can't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do the Favre thing all over again. I would rather evaluate Jordan Love. If he stinks, fine. If he shows some flashes, you don't even have to give up on him because this is going to be a rebuild for the next couple of years, right? But if he completely stinks, then you get your quarterback this year because you're going to have a good draft pick. You're a three-win football team that just lost to the Detroit Lions with a glorified gym teacher as their head coach. But I just don't know that you could fix it this offseason because they never do anything. My whole life, Randy Moss, Tony Gonzalez, and these aren't free agents, but trades that they wouldn't give up third-round picks for. Now they're offering the first-round picks, and they still can't get these deals done. They never do anything in free agency. It's going to be some no-name dude from Northwestern to come help Kenny Clark, or it's going to be you know Sammy Watkins, uh, you know, or wide receiver at the end of his career, or tight end Jimmy Graham. You always get these guys six years too freaking late. 
Right. That's not that. But but I mean that that's that's exactly right. That that's exactly I think you summed it up perfectly as far as what we've watched with the Green Bay Packers for the last several years. Okay, so last topic. What are your goals now for the Packers for the rest of the year? Now that we're at this point, you can't even beat the freaking Detroit Lions and your offense sucks. So now what? Is the only goal to beat McCarthy? Uh, is the goal not to be in last place? Uh, don't let the Lions finish better than you and be in last place? Like, what's the goal now as a Packer fan? Because the goal's surely not the Super Bowl anymore. Surely most of you don't think this is a Super Bowl team anymore. I'm assuming that I'm talking to the majority that does not think this is a Super Bowl team. So having said that, I mean, is the goal still try to make the playoffs? Is that the goal for this team? Because to be honest with you, I'm not sure – how you really benefit from that big picture if you do make the playoffs. But go ahead, Ryan. So the fan in me, the goal, and don't laugh, still make the playoffs. I mean, okay. it's the NFC. The NFC is a dumpster fire. It is. But if you lose to Dallas, my goal for the season. I mean, right now you're three and six. And Roger said it in the press conference yesterday. You win these next two games at home, and it's a little bit different of a story, right? And especially in the NFC. If you're in the AFC, I say just right now, pull Rodgers for the rest of the year and evaluate what you have in Jordan Love. Did you watch Kansas City, Tennessee last night? You said you watched that game. I did. Do you, do you think the Packers are going to stop Derrick Henry and be able to score on Tennessee's D when they couldn't score on the Detroit Lions defense? Do we think that's going to happen? I mean, no, but it's on the short NFL. Rest after you play the Cowboys? That's a Thursday night game after the Cowboy game. Hey, any, any given Sunday. I didn't think that the Bears were going to hang 30-plus on the Dolphins yesterday and Justin Fields was going to be running back one. I, I, all I'm saying is right now for me still, because I still – we're doing the podcast yeah. three times a week. Three I still have week. to watch these games every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still rooting for them to win. But if they lose to McCarthy, if they're embarrassed by Mike McCarthy at Lambeau Field, right, and he gets his revenge over LaFleur and Rodgers, then my goal changes, and it's evaluate who's going to be on this team the next couple of years because there's still some young dudes. I'm trying to figure out what you really have. I mean, what is Jordan Love? Who's going to be around on the offensive line? Is Zach Tom any good? Guys on the defensive side of the ball. What do you have in Ford? Because he's much better. He's giving you a much better look than Savage is right now, right? Yep. Um Figure out what you have because you could be going into a rebuild and you're going to have to do it with some young players. And I don't want it to be a seven, eight year, 10 year Detroit Lions, Chicago bear rebuild. I want it to be a rebuild on the fly. So evaluate what you have in some of these young guys, you know, so that would be my goal for the rest of the season. But right now still in shock after that loss yesterday, my goal is still to make the playoffs. I have, I have one goal. Doesn't involve wins. Doesn't involve losses. Doesn't involve you. Doesn't involve me. Involves Matt LaFleur. Can you, for the love of God, at some point, show me that you're pissed off, that yeah. you've had enough? At some point, yesterday, oh, I'm not concerned. We played hard. I'm not concerned. You ought to be damn concerned. You lost five in a row. You just lost the worst team in football, the worst defense historically, one of the worst defenses ever, and you're not concerned because you played hard? That My guys were competing. I'm not concerned. Listen, I don't know if that's Rogers talking through you and he wants you to have all this positive love stuff and everything else out there because words are bad and yada, yada, yada that Rogers says. But at some point, man, at some point, you got to just be like, dude, I'm sick of this crap. Like, we got to figure this out and we're going to figure this out because I'm sick of watching this. I've been up here each and every week, calm, cool, and collected, haven't lost my cool, everything else. Some guys, I'm Curtin Longer saying I look like I'm going to cry at some of these press conferences, but I haven't, haven't shed a tear, not in front 
front of you all, and now you're going to see angry Matt LaFleur, which nobody has seen ever. But it's going to happen right now, and now that's it. We're fixing this one way or the other. Like, just give me something. But this just – Oh, I'm not concerned. They played hard. Oh, good. I wonder if the guys in your locker room are concerned. Do you think they're concerned, Matt? Do you think they're pissed off and have had enough of all of this? Or have we reached that point in the season where everybody is just like, like you said, Ryan, eh, it's over. We're yeah. not, I mean, it's over. We know we're not good enough. It's done. Halfway through the season, and we're already at the it's done deal. I mean, I'd love to know where Rogers' head is at. Aaron, did you get up, have an emotional, passionate speech with your team at halftime of that game yesterday? Did you give up, have an emotional, passionate speech at some point this week leading up to the Cowboy game? Because we all know you want to beat McCarthy. There ain't no secret there. So when does when does that happen? We hear about all these other role players getting up and giving passionate speeches. 12, when's your time, buddy? When, when are we going to have that? I, I don't. I'm just I, – I cannot believe they're this bad. Like, I thought they'd win nine games. He'd have double-digit interceptions because of the chemistry issues, and it would be fine. And maybe they get to nine games. I don't see how that's possible, but maybe they still win nine games, and it turns out that way. Three interceptions in a game, one of them off of a lineman's head for the other team, the other one on a garbage trick play that never should have been attempted at the goal line, and the other one, Aaron Rodgers, last year would have hit that dude in stride with no problem. And instead, you throw it behind Toure, that would have been an easy touchdown, and maybe that game changes differently. Golly, man. All yeah. right. You got anything else? No. I mean, you just – and that and that's what – this just seems like a team that's just dead. And what's crazy is I saw this coming a couple weeks back, and we called this, right, when Aaron Rodgers yep. was on the podium after that loss – and they were talking about Jair Alexander in the locker room bringing up, well, I'll start to worry a little bit if we lose to the Jets. And Rodgers got a little snippy about that. But when I kind of agreed with them, though, man, when you hear guys on the defensive side of the ball talking about, oh, I'll be worried when we lose to this team, and you bring that into the locker room, yep. that's not a good sign. And I just feel like this team is dead right now. I feel like there's no leadership. You're not getting it from the coaching staff. LaFleur needs to get pissed off. Rodgers. I mean, he's talking about it in the, you know, in the locker room. Hey, one guy got up and big dog Mercedes Lewis got up and addressed yep. the team. Yeah, sure. He's a veteran. He's been around for four or five years in Green Bay. You've been the quarterback for nearly two decades, man. Grow a set or else your career is going to end with one Super Bowl appearance. Not he's even right. just one Super Bowl ring, one Super Bowl appearance. Appearance, right. He's Ryan Horvath, Steve Smart. You fight for Curtin Long, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Until next time, people. Toodles. 